0: What you're really here for is the second week of the Paper King series, right? Yeah. Hey, this is a fun one. So we are profiling eight kings from the kingdom of Judah, and we're calling them, the series, Paper Kings. Why? Because uh, even the good kings aren't ah, good enough. They aren't whole, solid. They aren't the ones we're supposed to follow. Uh, we, we, we looked at Rehoboam. Uh, last week, and that was Solomon's son, the very first king, you know, coming out of um, the, the dedication of the temple with Solomon, and now his son completely loses it. Civil war, split, and, you know, God actually tells him, You've forsaken me, therefore I will forsake you, or You've abandoned me, therefore I will abandon you, and it's just tragedy. And yet we saw this hope, right, in his humble response. Uh, we're going with his grandson, Rehoboam's grandson now, King Asa, today. Uh, I'm challenging all of you. Uh, to read through the passage ahead of time so that you can come on Sunday morning and have one word, either a word that stands out to you or a summary word, uh, some word that you want to attach to King Asa. Um, if you did it this week, now's your chance. Shout it out. Asa, what word? Almost. Almost. Backstep. Almost. Backstep. Covenant. Covenant. Any other words? I see a couple of you reading really quick. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're going to do this throughout the whole series. Uh, next week is going to be Jehoshaphat, who I believe is Asa's son. So we're just going right down the line. I probably should have had that. Yeah, you will tell me if I'm wrong later. Um, you, can, you can look it up. Just, just go to the next chapter of what we're reading. Jehoshaphat is next week. Make sure you read it, and then we'll summarize what the words are. All right, so I heard uh, almost, almost, backslide, backstep. Sorry, that's that's a hyphenated word. Backstep, one word. word, Backstep, and then and then covenant. And so, if you didn't read it, you already get a little bit of a hint about King Asa. Now, here's the thing. To start off, to start off, this is what we see about Asa. Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. Now. This is a common refrain that we'll see over and over through the series. The very beginning, when they present who the king is, it's usually with a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And it's, were they good or were they bad? You know, so you're kind of rooting to have good ones. We're going to do six good ones all in a row here. Uh, We started with a bad one. We're going to end with a bad one, the worst one. Uh, But all these are, are kings of the kingdom of Judah, the southern kingdom, the one that still has Jerusalem, the one that's supposed to still be holding on to this covenant promise that God made. I talked about uh, the promise that God made to King David and his son, King Solomon, that if you are faithful to me, meaning you follow the terms of the covenant, which is Deuteronomy, the last series that we talked about. If you're faithful to me, I will be faithful to you. I'll protect you and I will maintain your line of kings on the throne. And so we are following that line of kings as we go. We're going to skip a few. I think there's 18, 19 total. Uh, We're only doing eight of them uh, in the series. Uh, All the while, we're trying to understand uh, our own selves, our own fickleness, frailty, our own weaknesses, um, and ultimately looking toward our true king, who is King Jesus. Uh, my word for Asa is loyalty. I feel like the stories in Asa's life uh, paint a picture of our loyalty to God and God's loyalty to us and give us instruction for how we can be loyal to God. Now, what does that look like? Uh, no matter what comes, uh, I want us to imagine, oh, oh here, here. Whenever I go with my family to a new store, a new shop, a restaurant, snacks, wherever, gas stations, um, I'm in the habit now of going to the Google Play Store and downloading the app because you never know if they'll have like a free something for signing up, right? And so like you gotta jump through all these hoops. You gotta like add your email address. You gotta go to your email. You gotta like click confirm. That is actually me and sign up. Um, but, but what I find more often than not, is that there's not a lot of free things. It's, it seems, believe it or not, like businesses aren't trying to give me free stuff. They're actually trying to get me to like spend more money at their store. Yeah, it's funny. I, I know. It's, it, they might be onto something there. So they don't have like coupons. What it is is it's like this loyalty program, right? Kind of like a buy 20, get one free, you know, or whatever, which is way worse than the grocery store. It has like buy one, get one free like every other weekend, right? And, and so it feels like, okay, you have this app. And so you prove your loyalty, by continuing to shop there, you know, and you build up all these points, and, and then once I have enough points, then I can redeem them uh, for some sort of perk that they have. What does that look like if God had an app, right? Like, what is his loyalty program? Like, like, you're signing up for loyalty. How do you build up the credit? Like, what are the perks that he's offering? Those are the kind of things we're going to explore in the life of Asa, right? So the, what, what is that the Jesus app, right? Like, the God app. How do we, how do we become a platinum member, right? That's, that's, that's where we're going today. Yeah, I, I know that, that that's what kept you up last night. You're like, if God had nap, though, how could I? Well, that's the question we're answering. All right, we're going to be in Second Chronicles. Uh, the passages that you can see on our study guide page online is both in Kings and Chronicles. Um, I was talking with Jim, actually, and he said that... The, he had heard one time that Kings is more the look from the human perspective and Chronicles is the, the look from God's perspective. Um, and I really like that because uh, you read Kings and it feels like it's kind of just the facts. Like we're going just history like this, this guy did this and this happened. Then he died and his son became king. Chronicles adds a little bit more narrative. Uh, there's a few more stories like in, in Rehoboam last week and Asa this week. Um, there's more details and it's very much concerned about the relationship between the nation and God, between the king and God. And so I I like to view it, you know, like Kings is more the the news reporter, you know, this is what happened today, you know, and then the chronicler is the investigative journalist, like, yes, you might have heard what happened, but let me tell you the real story, you know, and and how it all unfolded, you know, and that's that's kind of what we've got. Uh, So we're going to be reading from Chronicles about this guy, Asa. All right. First, first thing we know about him, he was good. Uh, the next few verses, we're going to skip them. It talks about all the things he did, smashing idols and just dedicating himself to God. He experiences peace uh, and everything is going uh, very smoothly. The first test he has as a king is in verse nine. I think I got all these up on the screen. All right, Zerah the Cushite marched out against them with an army of thousands upon thousands and 300 chariots and came as far as Marashah. Asa went out to meet him and they took up battle positions in the valley of Zephatha near Marashah. All right. Last week, Rehoboam faced a massive army from the south that was overwhelming. Now, this was right when God said, you abandon me, I abandon you. Right? But he had this humble response. Here we see a very similar, uh, very similar situation, right? Massive army from the south coming to meet him. And there's going to be armed battle. Now here's not the main point of the sermon, but someone might need to hear this. One with Rehoboam was God's will in order to discipline him. It was a consequence because they had left him. Asa was not a consequence from his actions. It doesn't even say it was from the Lord. This was just a trial that happened. Not every trial you're going through is because of discipline. I know that's something that we, we like to be in control of our lives. We like to think that everything we do has a consequence. And so sometimes when difficult things happen to us, we try to search and say, well, am I doing something wrong? Is God trying to wake me up? Sometimes he is. Sometimes he isn't. How do you know? Rehoboam, there was a prophet that came and said, you're doing something wrong. And he knew that he had to adjust. Here, Asa doesn't have that. So if in your life, it's not clear God isn't convicting you, isn't telling you you need to adjust or you've strayed, you need to come back, then it it might not be discipline from God. It might just be a regular trial of life, things that happen normally this side of heaven. So just want to say that two very similar situations that came about from two very different reasons, but guess what? The response is the same. It's the exact same thing. We're supposed to respond in humility and say, okay, Lord, well, this is yours. That's what Asa does. Then Asa called to the Lord his God and said, Lord, there's no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, Lord our God, for we rely on you, and in your name we have come against this vast army. Lord, you are our God. Do not let mere mortals prevail against you. What happens? The Lord struck down the Cushites before Asa and Judah. The Cushites fled, Come and it keeps going because it talks all about how they received all this plunder and they were actually enriched from this army that thought they could conquer Jerusalem and the kingdom of Judah, but instead God turned it around. What we see here is Asa is doing exactly what the law is supposed to do. Do you remember when we read Deuteronomy 20? I know you guys have Deuteronomy memorized by now. It was all about how to go about war, warfare. And, and it was surprising because it was led by the priest who, who, had, who had turned this from being a military campaign to being this religious experience, right? There was supposed to be no fear. Why? Because God is the one who's in control. And we see Asa with that similar posture saying, you, Lord, there's no one like you. You defend the powerless from the mighty. Therefore, we come to you. It's that humble response that we saw from Rehoboam. And just like we saw last week with Rehoboam, God comes through. He shows up in his character. He protects them. He routes the army, and he gives them peace. The very next scene that we see is God having a message for Asa. Now, there was a message for Rehoboam, you know, and there was a negative message. This one is a positive message. Now, I'm down to Second uh, Chronicles 15, 1 through 9. I don't have these on the screen. I'm going to read them since it's a long passage, and I don't want to just keep clicking. But that also means I need to find it. Luckily, it's all in order. All right, 2 Chronicles 15, verse 1. The Spirit of God came on Azariah, son of Oded. He went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach, and without the law. But in their distress, they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him, and he was found by them. In those days, it was not safe to travel about, for all the inhabitants of the lands were in great turmoil. One nation was being crushed by another, and one city by another, because God was troubling them with every kind of distress. But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. I just want to say, most of us are sleeping on Azariah, son of Oded. Like, this guy's got some, he's got some quotes. You know, like, you're looking to make Christian bumper stickers. Like, that was a rich passage right there. You know, like, I don't know if we missed it. It's funny, I tried to find out, does, does he show up anywhere else in the Bible? Azariah. There's only about 25 different Azariahs in the Bible. So, and no, he doesn't. The son of Oded doesn't. There is a son of Obed. I don't know if it's the same one. Anyway. You can, yeah, it's a little fun homework for you guys if you want to find out. Now look at what he says, right? Starts off, and, and the Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. It's like echoes. Like we, we know a more famous phrase that Jesus said, right? Um, seek and you will find, right? You know, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Like Jesus is echoing Azariah's words, or even, even right there at the end, right? Where it says, but as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. Paul in Galatians chapter 6 you know, uh, says be strong, you know, don't give up, you know, for in your proper time you'll reap the harvest, you know, that, that your work has provided. And so we, we hear echoes of what Azariah is saying. And then in the middle there is, is this recognition that for the past decades, you know, 20, 30 years, uh, the people have strayed. They've gone away, they've, they've forsaken God, they've set up idols, they've chosen to go away from the law and being unfaithful, and they were reaping the benefits, right, the curses of doing that. I don't know if you remember Deuteronomy 28, the blessings and the curses. I said, if you're faithful, God will be there, and he will bring life, he will bring peace and abundance. But if you choose to step away, well, then you'll experience turmoil. You'll, you'll get one nation being crushed by another, every kind of distress. But... They turn to him, and God shows up. I want to look at that last, the last line, too. But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. Like, that sounds like something we'd hold on to today, right? You know, that, that's, that's a secular message right there. Be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. Keep going, right? We, we want, that's inspirational, motivational. You know, that's something we hold on to because we need strength. We have tough things to do. What is that strength for, for Asa? what what kind of strength is this that God is empowering him with let's keep going verse 8 when asa heard these words and the prophecy of azariah son of oded the prophet he took courage he removed the detestable idols from the whole land of judah and benjamin and from the towns he had captured in the hills of ephraim he repaired the altar of the lord that was in front of the portico of the lord's temple Then he assembled all Judah and Benjamin and the people from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon who had settled among them for large numbers had come over to him from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. And then it goes on, you can uh, read further, but essentially he celebrates this festival and at this festival they have a massive religious ceremony and they renew the covenant. The covenant that we we learned about in Deuteronomy, right, that was started with Moses. That was probably uh, 500 years before what's taking place right here. That this is the covenant that that God's people said, yes, we will hold on to just a few generations ago with King David and then with King Solomon at the dedication of the temple. Asa is saying, I know we haven't been there. I know we've we've fallen far away. Let's clean it up. God first in our lives. We accept the terms of the covenant. We want to be with you. We want to be your people. We, We submit to the curses that will come if we fall away, but we want to have your presence and the blessings for when we're holding on to you. We want that life. All of this shows that Asa, he was the guy. This, he's, this, this, is, this is him. <laughs> he's the king we were looking for. Look, he follows the law. You know, the, the festival that they're all gathering is probably the festival of weeks. If you uh, got that little sheet that I gave you um, and didn't really make a big deal about, you could learn about the festivals, right? And that was one of them that they all had to gather and assemble as a people, you know, and, and they, they renew the covenant, They say, this is it. He he acts like a king in war. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Uh, One of the other spots in that sheet, uh, there's a chapter about what a king should be uh, in chapter 17 of Deuteronomy. And and one of the key criteria that God wants of his kings is that they would love the law. They would study the law and they would keep it close. That's Asa. He's doing it. He's restoring. Look, look, the first and second commandments were being broken. No other gods before me, no idols. And he says, no, I'm, I'm having none of this clears it all out it talks about how he doesn't even have mercy on his grandmother why because she is worshiping an idol and she's being a bad influence so you are gone out of out of the palace you don't get to live here no authority for you right he is the guy this is the one he's you know when god promised to solomon i will keep your line if you follow me you will always have a descendant on the throne this is this is it this is the guy and look at the hints the hints that we see In verse 9, he assembled all Judah and Benjamin, the two tribes that remained faithful to Jerusalem in the south. The rest of the ten didn't. And the people from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, those are three tribes from the north, who had settled among them, for large numbers had come over to him from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. There's even hints of a restoration of the kingdom. The kingdom had been split apart with Rehoboam, but here comes Asa, the one who is true, the one who is loyal To God and and it's coming back. It's coming. Oh, yes, God hasn't forgotten us. Right? The theme of this whole book is how will this play out? God's promise to the people and God's or the people's promise back to God. And we see hints to Asa. This this is God's plan. This is the one, this is the one who's loyal. Now I want to I want to go back and look at from God's perspective as well, about God's loyalty to humans. From his perspective, Leaving off last week, he had just said, uh, I will allow Egypt to rule over you. You will be subject to them. Why? So that you can learn the difference between serving other nations and serving me. That's what God said, right? Like, you've abandoned me. I've abandoned you. And now you will see that it's better if you follow me. And so for years, that's what happens. And then we see from from Asa's activity that, that people stray from the law that there's idols that start coming up. They, they don't have singular worship on God. Rather, they're pursuing all these other gods. They're, they're trusting in other things. So for me, it feels like God is absolutely justified when a massive army comes up to King Asa, and he's like, well, I'll show you what it looks like you know, to, to not have me around, right? But he doesn't. Asa shows this humble posture, and God shows up with his presence, his presence that defends the powerless from the mighty his presence that strengthens and encourages those who seek him, right? What, what are the words of Azariah, son of Oded? If you seek him, he will be found by you. The Lord is with you when you are with him. Be strong and do not give up for your work will be rewarded. That's the presence of God in strengthening and encouraging. And then he's right there with the people in this big collection, this assembly when they renew the covenant. And God says, yes, I'm here for you. God's loyalty looks like faithfulness. Faithfulness to his promises, faithfulness to his character. He is who he is and he wants to show up. God is faithful. When it comes to loyalty, this is the, this is the, the half, God to us. Um, I joked uh, in the booth before we were talking through what this is gonna look like. I, I said, God doesn't play hide and seek, he plays seek and find, <laughs> you know, because he wants to be found. He doesn't want to be hidden. But but he'll let you, whatever you want. If you want my presence, you have my presence. If you don't want my presence, you don't have my presence. But he wants to be found by us. He is ready and willing when we turn. And when he shows up, we get his full presence, his character, defending the powerless, the strengthening, the encouragement, the commitment to his promises. Let's go back to the app, right? Let's use a prop. (laughs) No, A lot of us, at some point in our lives, view our relationship with God as if it's an app where we have to do a certain number of things to get a certain number of points before we can get God's presence, right? So, for example, attending church, definitely worth a point, right? Uh, What if you serve at church? Definitely worth two, or maybe three if it's one of those areas that Pastor Brad keeps saying, hey, can we get some help, right? Right? Like, there's got to be something there, you know, and for praying and reading your Bible, yeah, points, 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 you know, but also negative points, right, you know, when you curse, when you, uh, you know, you, you lie, you know, minus one, steal, like, that could be up to maybe negative two or three, depending on how big, right, you know, and like, we have this, like, point system in our head, right, and we also know, you know, when you have an app, your points expire, right? And so there's this deadline. You've got to use those points before they're stale. They don't count anymore. And I think we view our relationship with God sometimes like that, right? Well, oh, I've done a lot, but man, I really haven't been all that faithful with my Bible reading lately. I better get those up because God's kind of far from me. I don't have enough points to access God. Now look, if if that's the app <laughs> that you've downloaded, that's a bootleg app. That's a scam. <laughs> that, that's not it. That's not it. That's not the God that we follow. Because look, if you're following that, that that sounds miserable. What a terrible loyalty program, right? What if you do something really bad, right? Like like what what if you have a child out of wedlock? What if you abort a child that would have been born out of wedlock, right? What if you get divorced? These big, big things that Christians are like, oh, it never happens. It's like, no, that happens. What happens then? Negative 1,000 points? You know, like how are we ever going to come back from that? How can I ever build up enough good credit loyalty points so that God would even care about me, right? At that point, it's just delete the app. Forget it, create a new account, right? You know, it's like this, this isn't working, but, but that's not God's app. Praise God, that's not God's app, right? Because the only thing that gives us any points in God's app is our, the only loyalty points we get is because our trust in him. We have to turn to him and say, I trust in you. And God says, great, you have access. I'm here, redeem your points. (laughs) You know, it's like, that is all we need. So, So here's what I want you to hear. It does not matter where you've been. It does not matter your past. It does not matter your present. It does not matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what someone else has done. It doesn't matter what situation or scenario you find yourself in. If you seek God, you will find him. You have enough points. or, or Here, let, you wanna go, we'll go down that path. You, you don't have enough points, right? That's true, but here, here's what happens. When you seek God and you find him, you find him through Jesus and through his sacrifice on the cross. It's like God saying, here's my app. By the way, whenever you log in, use Jesus' access code, right? You can use whatever, whatever points he already has, And so everything is unlocked for us because we're not logging into our own account. We're locking into Jesus' account. That's, That's the gospel. But what it means for us is that we do not have to continue to keep score. We don't have an expiration point. What we need is humble faith, trust in God. What does it look like? It looks like Asa's back's against the wall. He needs help and he says, Lord, I can't do this. You can do this. Can you show up? It looks like being strengthened by him not to do whatever you want, but to do whatever he wants. It looks like recommitting to saying whatever you say goes Lord even if I disagree I want to be fully committed to you. He says absolutely I'm here for that. I will strengthen you for that. I will provide you peace. And that's the verse we have at the very end. I don't think I have these on the screen either. All right, I'm going to read it 15 verse 18. This is the very end of that section. It says he brought into the temple of Of God the silver and gold and the articles that he and his father had dedicated this is a a symbolic gesture from King Asa saying all of the wealth in the world all these other things that I could place my trust in I don't need them why because I have God in fact I will keep them here because they too bow down before God what a, a symbolic gesture of a complete commitment to God this is what his loyalty looks like to God Verse 19, there was no more war until the 35th year of Asa's reign. And you say, wow, that's amazing, right? No more war. God does provide peace. But then you also say, well, what, what happened in the 36th year? <laughs> you know, you're like, wait, but what? Like, like, until, you know, well, that's the very next line. We're meant we're meant to see it g- keeps going. And the 36th year of Asa's reign Basha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the territory of Asa, king of Judah. So right now we have another challenge, right? There's this pesky king in the north. This is the, the split, the divided kingdom. Uh, he's trying to limit their access of moving in or out. Uh, they've been at constant war, uh, a thorn in his side. What does Asa do? We already, know, we already know what he does, right? I mean, two chapters ago, he just relies on the Lord, right? And God provides. Or, verse two, Asa then took the silver and gold out of the treasuries of the Lord's temple and of his own palace and sent it to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus. Let there be a treaty between me and you, he said, as there was between my father and your father. See, I'm sending you silver and gold. Now break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so he will withdraw from me. And you say, Asa, no, that wasn't your gold. No, you had had dedicated that to God. Why? Because he was your trust. He's your loyalty. That that symbolized more than just the wealth. That was your heart, right? Your heart went there and bowed down before him. And now you're saying, "Eh, I'm moving my heart a little bit out, right? It doesn't say, look, I I want you to see. It doesn't say that Asa started worshiping idols. He doesn't start setting up these Asherah poles that he's been chopping down. He's not saying I'm leaving the faith or I'm, I'm going to follow something else. All he's doing is just taking a little money that was dedicated to God. Maybe God's allowing him to use this money to get things done. Like, it, like what's the big deal, Pastor Brad? Right, right? It's just, a li- it's just like a little bit of loyalty removed. Here we go, verse four. Ben-Hadad agreed with King Asa and sent the commanders of his forces against the towns of Israel. They conquered, conquered Ijon, Dan, Abel Maim, and all the store cities of Naphtali. When Basha heard this, he stopped building Ramah and abandoned his work. Then King Asa brought all the men of Judah, and they carried away from Ramah the stones and timber Basha had been using. With them he built up Geba and Mizpah. See, it worked worked beautifully. I mean, not just getting this guy off their back. He actually got to use all the things that were going to be used against him to build up his own cities. Like this, this, look, Pastor Brad, Pastor Brad, I know you're a pastor, and you say, always turn to Jesus, rely on him, and that should be the only and ever thing. But like sometimes God gives us material things to get things done in the world, right? Like, like, If it was effective, you can't argue it was effective, Pastor Brad, right? Look, look. Money can get things done in the world, 100%. And it's not the only thing that can get things done in the world, all sorts of power. Threats can get things done in the world. Having a bigger weapon than the other person can get things done in the world. You know, but it doesn't have to be so evil. It can be uh, political power. You know, getting the right people on the board can get things done. So can charm and talent and skills and persuasion. You know, all sorts of things can be used to get things done. But here's the thing. If you use any of those things to get things done, they won't bring life. The only thing that brings life is God. So sure, you can use whatever you want to get things done in the world and make it happen, but you won't have life. You won't have peace. You won't have the blessings that God has said he's going to bring. The only way that you can have life is by having faith in him. That's a lesson that Asa is learning. Was Asa right? Was it okay to do? Not so much. God has another message for him. This time it's from Hanani, the seer. I'm in verse 7. At that time Hanani, the seer, came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. Were not the Cushites and Libyans a mighty army with great numbers of chariots and horsemen? Yet when you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing and from now on you will be at war ah, no, you know, it, Hanani's message is the same thing as the message that we heard from, from Azariah, you know, son of Oded, right? It's it's that God wants to strengthen. No, he will strengthen those who are holding on to him, those who are faithful, right? Those in the loyalty program receive the perk. One of the perks is strengthening. He will strengthen you. Asa, you're no longer in the program. You know, that that's not you. So therefore, you Will now be at war. You will now be disciplined. It gets worse for Asa. Verse 10. Asa was angry with the seer because of this. He was so enraged that he put him in prison. At the same time, Asa brutally oppressed some of the people. Whew. Interesting, interesting the words he's using. Interesting, right? where Asa says, no, 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 I can't hear it, won't hear it, right? In fact, how about you never show up again, and you're going to do that because you're in the dungeon, right? Don't come out until I tell you, Hanani. You know, don't, don't need any of your God business. You know, I'm doing what I have to do to get things done. And then that line at the same time, Asa brutally oppressed some of the people. That's a hint. You remember last week? It all started when the people said, we're being oppressed. Give us freedom. Why? Because God defends the powerless from the mighty. And here we go, Asa's choosing the path away from God, the path of Pharaoh, the path of Rehoboam, using power, and whenever you use power, human power, human strength, you hurt other people, right? You you remove your loyalty, remove your faith from God, you strengthen yourself, and you hurt other people. We see that again happen here with Asa. Tragic, really. And then it ends, you know, so verse 11, the events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Oh yeah, in the 39th year of his reign, Asa was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. Then in the 41st year of his reign, Asa died and rested with his ancestors. Ooh, what a miserable end. You know, just, right? Like, the chronicler wants us to see Asa was the guy for 36 years. Perfect. I mean, like, you, could, you couldn't describe a king that's better than this, right? I mean, he was, he was focusing everyone back to God. He was renewing the covenant. He even brought everyone together. Even people from the north were like, well, God's with you. I'm there. Absolutely. Let's recommit ourselves to everything that God said, you know, which means we accept his blessings. We also submit to his curses. And yet here at the end, he had everything. He had seen everything. He had experienced God's character and God's presence, God's loyalty being faithful to him. And yet, here in this one moment, he makes a mistake. It's an honest mistake. We make mistakes all the time, right? I've dedicated myself to following God. Oh, yeah, but in this scenario, I'm just going to take a little bit of my time, just a little bit of my money, and we're going to apply it over here. It's good things, all good things. You know, it's, it's important. I'm trying to help protect it. You know, like we say this. We rationalize this, right? Just a little. I'm just going to pull a little bit of my loyalty back. I'm still trusting. I'm still worshiping him. He's still my God. You know, I'm just a little bit over here. But that's that's not even the worst part. God God calls him on it. Hey, hold time out, time out. Loyalty means trusting in me alone. He says, ah, forget that. I don't have time for this, God. You know, it's like, now that now that you've got me here, I want to take it the next step. So in fact, go here, go go to prison. I don't want to hear you. You know, like whatever prophets you send me, I'm I'm stuffing them, right? And and I'm gonna use my strength and I'm gonna oppress people. They see, even at the end, even when he's a broken man, even when he's endured war, now he's enduring a personal battle with a disease, he still refuses. ah, God, God shmad, right? You know, it's like, I'm, I'm going to do this myself. It's, it's, it's just this tragic fall of God. And so here, here's, here's what we learn about loyalty. God is faithful. Humans are fickle, right? We, we aren't, we aren't perfect. We don't fully follow the app. You know, sometimes we, we delete the app. You know, sometimes we pull back our faith. We pull back our loyalty, but remember, God is faithful. So, so there's a warning for us as well, right? That we're closer than we probably think to just stepping away from the faith, from God, from his blessings, from his presence, from all of that. It's, it's very easy. And it's, it's, it's not even so much a decision as a compromise, right? You know, where it's, it's well, I'm, I'm going to just use these things that are God's, and I'll just put it over here. Now, how do we prevent ourselves from taking that step? right? It's tragic what happened to Asa. We say, I'd I'd never do that. I'd never want that. Well, what do we need to do? Several things that we can do just from Asa's life. One, we can pay attention. We can listen. When God's telling us, when God convicts us, when we feel like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You can do one of two things. Nah, I'm probably okay. (laughs) Or you can listen. Look, we have a lot of wise people in our church. If you have something in your life, you're like, I don't know. Is Is this right or wrong? Ask someone. Ask someone, and they'll tell you you know what? I don't think so. You shouldn't do that. You know, you're good there. You're good with going with that. Lean on each other, right? God's speaking through people that, again, not to hype this worksheet, goodness, that was three times one thing about the prophets, you know, from Deuteronomy chapter 17 and 18, about how does God speak to us today? One of the ways he does it is through each other, through our community. That's why we gather here. That's why we're developing relationships with each other. Allow them to come in. If you want to know, well, is this God, or am am I allowed to apply myself in this way? Ask, listen, and submit to what they say. Because Ace says, ah, in the bin you go. Careful how we're treating other people. If what we're doing is causing us to hurt others, or if we're no longer caring about how we're caring for other people, uh, that's an indicator that perhaps we've left the loyalty program. We aren't quite as attached. And then when we come through hardship... Look to him. Look to him first. Rely on him. Let God show up in his character and that's what we receive. If we want to find the right path for loyalty, if we want to know what it looks like to be truly loyal to God, we have a little bit of a model in Asa, but of course, don't follow him completely, right? Don't follow any human completely. If we want to know what loyalty looks like, and if we want to hold on to loyalty to God, we need Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your character. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you want to be present in our lives. You want to show up, that you respond to us no matter where we're at, what we've done, what others have done to us, around us. Lord, we want you. We want your presence We want your loyalty program. We hold on to you in faith. I pray that you would keep us humble, allow us to listen to you, allow us to be moved and to be convicted when we start pulling just a little bit (laughs) out from you. When we're not quite trusting you completely, um, don't let us get away with that, God. Show us, show us in our life how we can fully hold on to you so we might fully know the life that you bring. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that we have his righteousness, that we can approach you with confidence, not on our own merits, but rather on his merits that he has given us through his death and resurrection. We love you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we've got questions uh, like we do every week, so turn to your neighbors. You can gather on the tables or just turn uh, front to back in the rows. The only thing I ask is that you talk with someone else that you didn't come here with. Uh, This is a way we can deepen those relationships so that we have places that we can challenge each other. All right, first question. What was your word for King Asa? Uh, If you had a word, share what it was, why you saw it, uh, what you like about it. Number two, have you ever felt like God withholds blessings from you until you earn it? So explore that a little bit. Where, Where has that happened in your life? Talk through what you think about it. And then lastly, how do you show your loyalty to God? Make it personal to you, what does it look like in your present situations and scenarios? Uh, take three, four minutes, I'll come back and dismiss you, but feel free to stay as long as you'd like.